This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. And moving on up today, uh, we're very lucky to be talking to Tahu. Good morning, Tahu. Oh, it's really good. Um, that, that music reminds me of you. It's so upbeat and colourful. <laughs> I'm very honoured. Such a great song. Such a great song. Thank you. How are you this morning? I'm really good. I'm loving all this rain. I know that that's, you know, not necessarily everyone's feeling, but it's just so peaceful and gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, I was actually on so, Sunday, I went for a walk on the beach and took lots of photographs and then the rain came in and I got absolutely soaked. And it was <laughs> so cool. Um, I didn't mind at all. It was quite warm, actually. Um, but the skies were amazing. I actually got some really good photographs. So sometimes you just have to just let it happen. <laughs> I think so. And it's so energising and refreshing when you... Yeah, you go out in the rain, and it's yeah, it's a reawakening, isn't it? It's cleansing, all those things, and, and of ha- course, nurturing you- and nourishing to all yeah, the beautiful trees. Yeah, I could imagine at uh, at the eco sanctuary, uh, must be really good to have the rain come down. It is, and you know, you see the change even after a few hours with all the plants, and they're so happy. And of course, for Waimari the eel, she. She loves having all that fresh oxygen go into her pond and uh, all the lichens really come to life and you see all the algae and the lichen go all just green. So it is a reawakening. It's lovely. Wow. So you must have had a busy time. Um, You've just had the school holidays. Have you been really busy up there? Yes, we have. We've been so grateful to everyone's support. It's been absolutely fantastic. And the cafe was just going off every day. It was brilliant. And we had lots of beautiful, beautiful young people come and visit and prance about with us, which is what we really love. And, of course, I've been really missing, so it was wonderful to have everyone back. Yeah, that, um, so at Level 2, that was you were able to do that? We were able to do that, but we had to have all the precautions in place. So I had to have my, my mask, obviously, inside, but I, ma- I still managed to sing through the mask because I felt proud of myself. Yeah. And I had a, a, like a big toy toy, tassely toy toy that could be my magic wand for the social distancing. So it was exactly two metres long. <laughs> Fantastic. And I could, you know, <laughs> tickle with the toy toy. That was exciting. Oh. And um, so what happens now um, with, with the crowds of the young people have gone? Um, what's your sort of weekly, daily routine up there? So we're back into having schools visit us now, which is really great. And that's my main role is working with the schools. I'm super lucky. Under level two, we can just have very small groups, which is quite different from what we're used to. We're used to having really large groups come at a time. So having these small groups is really lovely. And having that opportunity to show them around on a day like today is really exciting. But also on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, we're closed to the public. So they're the only ones there for the very special. Well, it must be quite magical at times to have the quiet. I I feel it's always magical, but yes, the 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 eco sanctuary is such a powerful place for me. Mm. And uh, you know, I've been there for twelve years, and it just gets better and better, and the connection gets deeper and deeper in terms of that power of place. It's so peaceful and and healing, rejuvenating. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fantastic. And and um, over those years, you must have seen um, a lot of changes. Do, do you feel that um, people are getting um, more knowledgeable because the eco-sanctuary is there? Well, I think all over beautiful Aotearoa New Zealand, people are connecting so much more with the living world, which is really, really positive. And, you know, we have uh, predator-free 2050. We have a lot of big consciousness shifts that have taken place mm. collectively but also I think because of the lockdowns and all these things on personal, on your personal level, connecting with your backyard and, and seeing what happened when the birds started coming back to, to our own backyards was very powerful as well so I think there's been so much that's happened over that time that's really shifted things for people but yes I'm so grateful when I first started at Orokanui there there wasn't that same awareness. And, of course, now we have the Halo Project trapping around the outside of the Orokanui. We have the Valley Project, Open Valley Urban Eco Sanctuary. We have Kaumbau Kaitaki, Predator Free Dunedin. You know, all, all of these amazing conservation groups that are protecting the space outside Orokanui and making it safer and safer, which is yeah. so important. Fantastic. And um, yeah, I, I did notice actually the first lockdown we had, uh, the birds coming back, and I was actually so lucky. I was on Blackhead Beach, and um, oh. there was a penguin, and it was one of the West Coast field, the fieldland. Oh, they're so cool! Penguin, and it was just yeah. this weird feeling like we're actually in their space now. They're not in ours, and it was awesome. Yeah, mm. it was That's it, right. really interesting that. My, my for myself, my awareness was coming up, and and every time, you know, I was aware of that, something threw itself at me that was fantastic. Ah, yes, we're so lucky because we're we're the porter key with children on the earth. You know, we're so young compared to all the other species. Mm. So it's really it's really nice when we can remember that and and feel all of that collective co-evolution that's been going on to give us our life now. Yeah. And what's um what's things are happening right now at the eco sanctuary in terms of, um you know, the ant the birds and the um the wildlife there. What's is there anything going on particularly at this time? Well, it's a very exciting time right now because it's like it's like a great springing forth of life and and waking up. So the the tuatara have emerged from hibernation, which is really cool. Wow. Yeah, and we have more than 100 tuatara orokanui that are just roaming around. But we have one who lives in a special house who came from South of the Museum. So you can see this beautiful tuatara. Don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet, but it's oh. exciting. Um, emerge from their burrow. And we also have loads of babies everywhere. So everyone's having babies at this time of year, which is fantastic. So beautiful. I've seen some beautiful, beautiful nesting behaviour from Mero Mero, so the, the tomtit, and Tetipunamu, the rifleman, so these tiny, tiny little exquisite birds building their nests together and going and find little fluffy bits of moss and lichen and and feathers. And um, we had a wonderful nest made one year by the fern bird, Matata, mm-hmm. and they, they used the takahe feathers in the nest. So oh, it was really gorgeous. It was this really iridescent blue shimmering nest it was absolutely gorgeous um, 
And most excitingly of all, my favourite, the Takahe have had babies, which is just <gasps> hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. And they've had two, they've had two babies, and they're doing really well. And um, it's really exciting because they're quite a young pair, the, these Takahe, mm. and they. So this is their second round of having babies together, and the first time didn't go very well, and that's normally what happens. And then this time it's gone really, really well. So I'm just, oh, I'm just so grateful and so relieved. Yeah, so they they hatched around about the 1st of October. Oh, so it's really, really new. (laughs) Yeah, we've just caught little glimpses of them, but they're being looked after really, really well by mum and dad. And they're like these little black fluffy tennis balls. They're so cute (laughs) running around, and they have little grey beaks, and they're just, absolutely gorgeous so, so at the moment it's a bit tricky to see them mm. but over the over the next few weeks they'll start being out and about more and more for the public to see so, so with these extraordinary fun. events do you have um lots of uh, researchers and people who are interested in in these things yes we do so we we are very lucky with our relationship with the university of otago so with all of the species that we're working with there'll be a Masters or PhD student who's following them along and collecting data on how they're getting on. And we've just done a um, a very cool project with our kaka, looking where our kaka are going. They're putting little GPS backpacks on them and seeing what they get up to because, of course, they can fly out of the fence. So I know. So when they fly out of the mighty fence of defence, all of these things assail them. So it's so important to figure out how we can best look after them Mm. in the communities around Otakanoi. But um, it's been fascinating because they've, like us, you know, they all have different personalities. Yeah. And some kaka just stay inside the eco-sanctuary all the time and they'll fly from bird feeder to bird feeder and that's their day and I can understand that. And then other kaka go on these huge adventures, you know, and they'll go all the way to Karatani or Tyro Head or to the Botanic Gardens and, say hi to the kaka at the botanic garden. Oh. So it's, just, it's really cool seeing what they get up to. Oh, amazing. Oh, it's, mm. it's just so brilliant to have um, the knowledge that you have and um, that connection um, to the eco-sanctuary. Um, I just feel like um, we're so lucky in Dunedin, really, to have this on our doorstep. Oh, we're in paradise. And the, the whole vision of Orokanui is so inspiring to me and the fact that, you know, it really came from the community, the community envisioning it together and making it happen mm. is so powerful. And my favourite thing, Dee, is that we have a thousand-year plan. Wow. So, That's very <laughs> so forward thinking. <laughs> yeah. So we're 17 years in and we've got 983 more to go. But I love that because... I can just give as much of it with, with my life, with my lifetime. I can just give as much as I can, but then I know it will outlive me. And um, that's quite a relief, really. Yeah. And, and Yeah, and that's true, obviously, for all of us and what we're doing, but it's quite nice to have it be structured. <laughs> yeah, and there wouldn't be very many trusts and boards that would be able to do a thousand-year plan. It's usually a ten-year plan. Yeah, it's a really interesting document. So if you ever want to look at it, it's on our website and it's um, called the Restoration Plan. 
And yeah, it's fascinating. And the in terms of the the wish list of all the species that we would like to bring back over time, mm. you know, it's really interesting. And I'm I'm grateful that Watakanui happened when it did, and things have unfolded as they have, because you're seeing a lot of other sanctuaries popping up around the place, and they're just so beneficial. What, are, what you can do are the other sanctuaries using the model of of Arakanui to to um, set up and things like that? Yes, and we were inspired by Karori Eco Sanctuary that's now Zavandia. But mm. there's, uh, there's a great network of sanctuaries out there working together now, which is fantastic. That's great, using the knowledge for, for the better. Yes, and we learn from each other so much. It's really, really helpful. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, there's always unexpected things, like when we with our tuatara, when we first got our tuatara, and they're making their nests. Um, what, you know, a mummy to a tata would make a nest and then another one would come and try to dig it up <laughs> and lay her eggs there. So we had to put like little mini fences of defence around them and, and put mesh over the top to keep them safe. And make make became, their own little sanctuaries. Make their own little sanctuaries. And it came back 18 months later. It just takes 18 months for them to hatch mm. and um, listed up the mesh and took away the mini fence of defence and all these holes going down into the ground and who do you think has been putting their beak down through the mesh oh slurping up the eggs <laughs> who was that the naughty kiwi oh my goodness me <laughs> were all the eggs gone yeah they slurped up all the yolks <gasps> so naughty wow that's and amazing that's so funny <laughs> So you always learn. You always learn something new, you know. And the, um, we have successfully since then had three baby girl to a tata born at Orokanui, so mm-hmm. it's going very well. Oh, that's amazing! Well, we'll we'll leave it on that very good news. Um, thank you so much for your time, Tahu. Always a pleasure to to see you in the in the community and talk to you. Oh, thank you, Dee. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for all the great work that you're doing. I'll look forward to connecting with you again soon. Excellent. Thanks a lot. I'll speak to you Thanks soon. Thanks so much. Ka kite. Bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.